ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನ್ನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾಧ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ we have seen um, you know some of the text here and uh, there is a there is a new file for you to download and i'm going to update that later on but for now you can just download it it's called maitrayaniya upanishad lesson 5 and 6 okay so you can download that so in case we finish this we will definitely finish this uh, portion this mantra number 5 by tomorrow uh, but uh, you know so today or tomorrow it will uh, it will be there for you okay yeah so let us read the the answer uh, the answer the, the answer now in mantra number 5 is the answer to the question very important and a wonderful question why is the being this being who is the impeller of everything in the universe who is bhagavan who has the status of being the creator why did this and and also you describe this being as shanta shanta means free of disturbance and uh, shuddha free of ragadveshas free of afflictions free of uh, any kind of uh, you know desires i want this i don't want this nothing putaha pure pure of all intentions so how can such a being create ha how can this being who who is like really speaking an ascetic you know an ascetic a sadhu and just like you know you are saying that this sadhu has gone and started this multinational company with numerous branches all over the world if you were to tell me that i would have difficulty believing it because sadhu and starting this multinational corporation with with uh, multi you know with numerous branches all over the world is difficult difficult to understand you know why because you know the sadhu is not in by definition a sadhu is a not for profit person you take up a sadhu life because you don't you're sick of the rat race and the daily grind right yeah that is why one takes up a sadhu life one does not take up a sadhu life you know because one doesn't have anything to do you know that's not the sadhu life here that we are talking about one takes up a sadhu life having thought about 
the means and the ends that one is deploying and deciding that all the means and the ends in the universe, in, the, in this world, are finite and therefore what I want is the infinite and that's not an object, that's a subject. It is, it is an already gained subject which I, have, which I feel like I don't have access to so therefore I have to study. And doing karma is not going to help. You know, this is what this is what the whole, you know, thing is. This is what the whole, uh, you know, sadhu dham is all about. But if a dham sadhu starts a, starts a multinational corporation, then what do you have to say? I mean, this is not a sadhu. How can the sadhu, you say, as he say, spiritually evolved, shuddha, putaha, you know, free of all ragatveshas, free of wanting, uh, you know, these three things, they say, are very difficult to give up. You know, three eshanas, all the desires they have uh, in Sanskrit put into, um, you know, kind of called it into three. What are they? Putra. Putra means child, offspring. So the desire for an offspring. No, no, I don't want to have children. You may not want to have children. <laughs> Ah, what what does one do? One treats the neighbor's child as one's own. One treats the relative's child as one one's own. Or anybody younger one meets, one tries to establish a father-child-mother-child relationship. One tries to mother even though the other person doesn't want that mothering. You know, the other person may have just come to this person for some help. But this person gives a force a dosage of mother because there is some desire to mother, desire to father, be a father. So this kind of a mothering is not mothering. You have to put an S in front of it. It is mothering. <laughs> because the other person doesn't want it. They have their own parents. Yeah. And so, so this is what is called putraishana. And putraishana means like the uh, the strong desire to be a parental figure slash role model vis-a-vis -vis one's, uh, you know, children, vis-a-vis -vis the neighbors, you know, children, vis-a-vis -vis one's students, whatever it is. So, you know, if one is a teacher of, you know, something. And so this is something that is, that is a, um, you know, that is called putraishana. It is all a desire for adhipatya. A kind of a, you know, love um, that is accompanied by control. This is what the whole thing is. A kind of a love that is accompanied by control. Ah, now that is there, and then what else? You know, uh, then there is what is called vittaishana. Vittaishana. Vittam means. Wealth. We have seen that in the Brihadaranyaka classes. Vittam is wealth. So the desire for wealth is, you know, again, not just for having, you know, it's like not like this, uh, what is that? In these Donald Duck comics, um, their cartoon, there is one figure called Uncle Scrooge who, who fills up his bathtub with uh, dollar bills and then swims literally in the money. 
so you know that's like a gross example of vittaishana there are subtle ways of vittaishana because people just like money people like money people like playing with it people like spending it some people just like to hold it and look at it and some people like to what give it away but even in the giving away it is there is this feeling i am the one giving you are the one receiving how nice it is that i am in a position to give you know with a certain pride so all this is vittaishana vittaishana also includes all the things that one purchases with the help of money other than the basic necessities you know because one has to live somehow you know so uh, for a grihastha food is not going to drop from the sky you know in some kind of a refugee kind of a you know like if there is a flood or something they have food packets you know delivered by helicopters but that's not going to happen in regular times so one has to make a living one has to you know feed the family clothe clothe oneself and the family and you know have a um, roof swabhavika this is this is needed but after that you know what does one you know there is a certain kind of a way in which uh, buying things you know gives a certain satisfaction because not because you need those things and not because just because the other person is having those things all those things are there but because uh, there is some distraction from the pain of not knowing the self self critique self judgment so this is called retail therapy <laughs> retail therapy means what retail therapy means you go to the mall and i have always said how do you spell mall m a u l mall <laughs> because you go there to get your pocket book you know you you be mauled of your sanity you are mauled of your pocket book and then you come home and ball after going to the mall this is what it is so uh, this is you know uh, this is the core this is the ichha or a desire called vittaishana coming where all the arthakama pursuits are you know there enveloped in that so putraishana putraishana literally i need to have a child and uh, unfortunately in uh, you know in the hindu dharma i need a son because the son will help me get a better life why because the idea is even after i die the son will keep doing shraddha and uh, you know and then send me to the next realm where i will be enjoying coffee with you know who oh, indra that is you know that is the idea because as long as he is doing the the post uh, whatever death ceremonies year after year after year then there is some gati you know i will just uh, i will have a piece of cake with indra i'll have coffee with uh, this one and that one so all the celestials i will be hobnobbing with and humming some nice tunes with the musical celestials known as gandharva yaksha dayah gandharva yaksha etc 
this is the thing you know so we are in a we are in an interesting kind of a, you know uh, interesting kind of a situation because the, you know we we can't really think of um the next generation going to you know we can't depend on the next generation to give sadgati sadgati means a good afterlife ah why should you depend on the next generation to give you a good afterlife no but that's what shastra says shastra says that is a backup plan ah shastra doesn't say that you know just because he's doing the funeral whatever rites every year you are going to get the son you are going to get a good life shastra says that all your omissions and commissions and all the things that you haven't done for yourself may your son do may your son give a, give up a little bit of his punya to help you along why do you have to depend on somebody else's punya generate your own punya ah <laughs> generate your own punya and do some good things no but how much i can do <laughs> yeah do it do it right here right now don't wait till you die to do punya because after death you can't do punya do it now so that you don't have to worry about after life and what the son should do and what the daughter should do either that is not needed or better still uh grow into becoming a sanyasi so you are not dependent on the uh, on punya at all sanyasi has taken sanyasa has has done tyaga has let go of both papa and punya so that is the ultimate goal of every human being in the universe this is all backwards that you know i'm going to be a bad person and somehow the, the sun will save uh, me from your lord yama's jaws because uh, you know he will do something and then he will help me to get a better afterlife this is all backwards really so this this putraishana you know is very uh, that that was how it was traditionally you know uh, the the reason why people wanted to have a male a progeny because by the time this this thing became clear and it was well entrenched in the hindu dharma it had become the hindu dharma had also become extremely patriarchal and so therefore the women were disbarred from doing any kind of rituals and because they lost their right to wear the sacred thread yeah so how did they lose their right just like this somebody made up a rule saying that oh no no why should you be have a thread ceremony because a thread ceremony uh, gives you the right to study the veda so if there and the right to perform all the rituals so if there is no thread and uh, you know then what happens then there is no then then one is not seen as a as a student of the veda this is how the exclusion started and and at the time of marriage she would be given the thread but she was not seen as you know fit enough to wear it because of all these monthly cycles and god knows what childbirth etc so therefore which which were regarded as impure and so he would wear her thread at the time of marriage so at the time of marriage those three threads that he was already wearing the the the, the new husband 
he added a fourth one and was wearing on behalf of the wife so she could participate at least in the yagyas after the marriage you know this was the whole uh, this thing very funny so the women were not regarded as karta karta means the uh, people who were fit to do any kind of uh, sacred rituals including funeral rites and that led to a that led to a skewed idea that we need boys yeah and that is something that if one is in india one is still we are still suffering from in terms of the national census you see that the you know that that the the, the number of girl children are going down and down and down this is not a Uh, seen as a sign of economic or social progress really because before if you if you look at the time of independence it was i don't know some you know some amount of for every 1000 men there were i think 973 women and now the after this after 60 70 years of independence it has gone down to 943 ah, because in the middle they allowed a lot of this uh, what is that this um, Uh, sex selection and uh, people just you know kept aborting girl children and so therefore what so this vittaishana or uh, sorry putraishana is is something which is a which is a canker in indian society because putra here doesn't mean offspring it literally means this son you know the hankering of of the son is a canker it, it really has to it really has to be you know understood properly and uh, let this desire is something one has to let go of because the children come if if one is destined to have children it's a great privilege one is a managing trustee because children come from bhagavan yes they are they are there because they need care and they don't know how to take care of themselves and so you give them the guidance and the care you let them go that's what it is and you know and then the, this is the this is putraishana vittaishana and then connected to that which i have already discussed is lokaishana lokaishana means i need to go to heaven i need a better afterlife we've already talked about it that's what lokaishana means uh, literally and metaphorically and figuratively we can look at loka at all desirable fields of experience such as a nice cruise <laughs> yeah a three month cruise when after retirement why because i'm sick of cooking and i want to see exotic places and uh, the cruise they will just take and i can just do what i want and it'll be nice i'll be entertained you know and uh, so this is you know this is the thing and uh, so like i want to go to this place i want to have this experience what experience you know i want to go bungee cord jumping why because it because i can and it's there and i want to do some you know skydiving i want to do gliding but those are all so dangerous i know but i just i just want something exotic i want to eat these wonderful things not very wonderful you know i want to eat uh, live uh, you know freshly cut snake this is what they do in china in china they bring this snake 
in front of the table that you are sitting in the restaurant. I saw this. And then he chops it right in front of you. And then he puts something, raw live snake. And then he puts this wriggling tail. It's not very thick or big. It's a small little garden snake. And then he just chops it and the poor tail is still having prana in it. It's wriggling. And then he does something to take away the venom or whatever it is, anything that could be poisonous. And he has something that he dips it in and then gives it to you. The tail is still wriggling on the plate. The pieces of the snake. It's absolutely disgusting. But then there is, you know, there is a show about it. You know, I almost missed my flight because I was waiting in the, in the, you know, near the gate. Near the gate, they have some chairs and some TV monitors. So I was watching this on some CNN or something. They had it on. And it was the middle of the day. So they had this on. And then there's, you know, and this fellow is eating it, you know. Because he wants this exotic uh, experience and not being content with having the exotic experience. This fellow is trying to bring the exotic experience to the viewers. I was so aghast <laughs> that I, I almost missed the, the, the plane. Ah. So therefore what? So therefore this is all loka. Loka means any kind of experience. One is an experience hunter no matter what. And so this, you know, and then loka also includes other subtle things such as spiritual experiences. Ah, I want siddhis, I want to go like this and then uh, ash should drop. Why should ash drop? Huh? No, because that sadhu has this, uh, this thing. Let him have, let him or her have, let them enjoy whatever siddhis they have. You don't need siddhi, you need buddhi. I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. Replace the desire for Siddhi with the desire for good Buddhi. A Buddhi that doesn't desire Siddhis. Really? That's all what is needed. You know, let's not complicate matters there. Oh, somebody can manifest something. Somebody can turn into a dog. Let them turn into a dog. Yeah. But then I can't turn into anything. Yeah, focus on understanding you are Bhagavan. Don't worry about dog. Worry about God. Yeah. Turn it on, turn the spelling on its head. And somebody can do this and all these things beckon. And so there are lot of, you know, spiritual wares and, uh, and, and, and people who sell those or distribute those wares. Which leaves you nowhere. Huh? Because you become a fan of someone else's Siddhis and you just go there, keep on going there for some kind of quick fix and you know this is going to do this and if you just sit in front of me you will be healed and you will get this and you will get, you know, nothing will happen. That's all it is. You know, who went there? The ignorant person went there. For what? A spiritual experience. But how is that different from bungee cord jumping and going to the mall and going to eat, to exot, trying out exotic foods? How is that different? It's no, no different at all. It's all the same. It's the same thing. And so really speaking, it's, you know, even though one can, one should be ordinarily speaking, congratulated for entering into the spiritual, you know, realm, one is still an experienced hunter. 
experience hunting is called lokaishana even though literally it means uh, what it means looking for you know brahma loka and other lokas to go to and doing yagyas here to go to lokas elsewhere but we don't have to just we have to you know we have to look at how it applies in these times everything is a loka you know lokate iti loka that which is experienced is a loka lokate anena iti loka you know because it's also a instrument of experience a field of experience and so all kinds of exotic things that one wants to experience in this life and one even at 80 years old makes one list i haven't done this i haven't done that bucket list it is called before one kicks the bucket one has to do this 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 you know i've not robbed a single bank whole life has gone by <laughs> you know lokaishana i have been so good i've never done this so you want to do this now yeah why because just for the thrill of it and then you know such a person enters what enters suddenly gets excited about the prospect of adhyatmika spiritual pursuits and therefore is in the is in the um, danger of of uh, following the wrong guru guru <laughs> following the wrong teacher a teacher who can't teach but is more of a show person who shows all kinds of things so what do you get by sitting with such a person you get enamored one gets enamored of their siddhis but siddhis cannot be passed on from guru to shishya they are not passed on yeah no but what about guru's grace and maybe i'll get the siddhi sure you may get but where is that going to leave you you're not going to get it for sure some may get some may not get in fact most don't get so one remains ignorant sitting there and he also even if you get this siddhi what are you going to do you know how is that different from a magician who takes out the rabbit from the hat how is that different how is this different from yet another hat trick that's all it is and this is something one has to understand and on the subtle subtle level you know this this lokaishana is very dangerous that's why i'm taking time to explain it uh, uh, you know gravely because you know it leaves one you know pursuing and hankering after wrong guides that one needs a guide somehow one understands with bhagavan's grace and then one goes to a guide who is what who doesn't teach what does the person do the person sits in silence like this all the time with eyes closed no eye contact and no teaching then why did this person get attracted to such a guru well that person gave you know came from a very noisy household where, where everybody there were lots of people joint family and everybody was like ah, you know everybody was screaming at the top of their head for you know clamoring for attention it was not a house it sounded like a fish market and so therefore what therefore the the fantasy was to have a teacher who doesn't say anything <laughs> you know you can see that this kind of a, it is a location it is not the desire for teacher at all it's not jignasa this is something we have to understand or someone goes and says i want a wonderful moksha experience 
and there are people who give moksha experiences suddenly you sit in front of them suddenly time comes to a still stand still space comes to a stand still you forget yourself you don't know what's going on and you're in b capital b bliss <laughs> supposedly you know for how long for oh, 20 minutes why then after that what happens after that bell rings dog barks something happens and then you come out of the spell because it is that that's what it is it is a little spell you know and then after that you go home same duality you have to live in i have told you non duality is not an experience because if you are craving to experience non duality then crave no longer because you are already experiencing non duality every night in sleep and occasionally in the vedanta classes <laughs> so that is where the subject object resolves there there are no objects apart from the subject so this is you are already having that experience no 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 i i i know but i'm having it only when i'm uh, asleep now i want to have it when i'm awake meditate then that is itself a non duality experience where the dhyata dhyana dheya the object of meditation the subject of meditation just come together the mantra automatically drops for a few seconds minutes whatever again you have a non duality experience meditate there is lot of you know there is lot of ways to do that meditate sit quietly look upon everything as bhagavan open eye meditation meditate so what is the problem here you know no i want to you know get that sudden you know it becomes a very addictive rush it becomes addictive because you feel it's away from you like alcohol life alcohol is away and then one one wants to ingest it the the person who is given to alcohol wants to ingest it and thereby get some oneness because the pain goes away so here too hunting for spiritual uh, you know experiences so that the pain connected with the ignorance of the self goes away is a very 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 sad situation very sad situation this is lokaishana so these three things uttraishana vittaishana and lokaishana the sadhu doesn't have shouldn't have and likewise bhagavan is naturally free of so now the vanakilya's question is becomes very interesting with this kind of a backdrop background knowledge because then how did bhagavan who has no lokaishana created lokas not just one 14 seven up seven down bhu hu bhuva subah mahah tapah janah satyam and atala vitala sutala dharatala rasatala mahatala patala seven up meaning as comfortable as this earth or even better than this earth seven down we down not in terms of location but in terms of you know and eh, not very nice these lokas are not good that kind of a down all the way up till patala you know so seven fantastic lokas and seven not so nice lokas so the one who has no location or nothing no desire to experience anything why did this being create not just one loka but 14 of them you know and god knows how many else other parallel universes that might exist you know and then what 
and then without putra jana created this whole multitude of the sentient world and and it says entered into the creation and and as it were and breathed life and presence it its own lent its own presence to the the whole universe just like the mother when during the time of carrying the child lends her own you know nutrition to the child the child doesn't have to worry about breathing and eating because it's all happening via the mother to be so then you know without putraishana this whole universe was created without lokaishana uh, you know this this whole uh, seven up seven down all the lokas came into being and then you know what else without vittaishana this whole universe is full of all kinds of riches so the vanakilya's question is how did that happen how on earth did that happen how 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 did this bhagavan you say create without desire and how, how did this happen you, you please please tell us and so this one tan ho vacha the you know prajapati tells the vadakhilyas sava eshah sukshpah so this is this bhagavan is you know this first of all this matter is very subtle and bhagavan is extremely subtle extremely subtle bhagavan and what did this extremely subtle bhagavan do you know this extremely subtle bhagavan you know it's not like the you creating you know some something in the universe where you need yesterday we talked about this we've already seen this where you need instruments of create creating and you need a hat that says creator of such and such you know and then you need a copyright and then after that you create and then you complain about it because it hasn't come out well and then you do something else some patchwork you know and uh, in the software you know software they can only anticipate a few things they can anticipate a few hacks they can anticipate a few glitches but only when it's used you know all the things that are wrong with it yeah and then people complain oh the phone is not turning on at all after what after your new update the phone doesn't turn on or even if it turns out on it uh, it it doesn't make me my coffee <laughs> then why is it called a smart store a smartphone <laughs> you know so then the software wala or wali sitting there you know in ibm or somewhere and uh, you know they you know our apple they, you know starts to they have to work on it or it got hacked after the new update the the tablet got hacked the computer got hacked the smartphone got hacked so then they have to release what is called a patch a safety patch a security patch it's literally patchwork and when you apply the patch i mean use are very kind of funny uh, you know um, uh, descriptive words you apply the patch literally like you're applying the bandaid and so what do you do you just download it and then it applies itself and then what does it do it removes this hack it makes it immune to this particular problem and then of course down the line there will be other problems that's why it constantly needs to be upgraded constantly you know 
Every app has a patch. Every app has a new upgrade. In fact, you know, once you start to upgrade, immediately they release something else. This shows that this human doing is full of imperfections. Not so with Bhagavan. It's it's infallible. Whatever comes out of Bhagavan is infallible because that which is infallible is our definition of Bhagavan. So it is Sukshmaha. The being is Sukshma. And so anything that comes out of this being is Sukshma. And the being is not Sthula, not a gross Karta. It is a it is a Sukshma, subtle, agrahya. So the nature of this being is invisible like we saw yesterday. I quoted from the Drik Drishya Viveka. And so it is invisible because it's not available for objectification. Agrahya, agrahya And then what? Very important word. What is this being called? Does this being have a name? Does this being have a question? You know, uh, have a, you know, some kind of a, a um, not question. Does this being have a, um, Definition that I can understand. Purusha Samyaha. Samya means epithet. So the nomenclature of this being is Purusha. Very, very beautiful. Purusha, you know, uh, has two derivations in Sanskrit. The first derivation is, is Puri Shete lives in the City lives in the city. Puri Shete uh, lives in the city means what? Sleeps in the city. <laughs> in fact, the uh, word city has to be converted into citadel. Ah, sleeps or lives, breathes, eats, lives in this fort. What is this fort? This fort is called, you know, Puri, Pur. Pur or Puraha means city. More uh, often, it is an ancient walled city. Uh, you know, like in North India, South also we have, but North much more, especially in Rajasthan, they have kept them very well. It's a fort city. That's what is called a citadel. A citadel is an enclosed city. It's a fort psychology, which uh, in the ancient times was was for um, what is that? Was for uh, protecting uh, the kingdom from uh, these marauders, predators, and invaders. So, what did they do? They lived in the city, who the king along with all the people. And at times of invasions, they would all go into the city and then they would bring, you know, and there was some kind of a moat. So it used to be surrounded by some kind of a water in which they had kept some, you know, scorpions, lobsters, etc. Lobsters and crocodiles biting things. And crocodiles, alligators, so it was a pond stocked with uh, uh, biting alligators which surrounded the walled city. And then they would have a bridge. And in times of duress, they would haul the bridge up and they were completely walled off. 
from the they were immune to the invaders or so they thought they thought they were immune but really speaking if the invader was smart all the they, that the invading uh, king had to do is wait it out wait out till what till their supplies are gone till they, you know how much water can they keep inside how much uh, grains they can keep inside to feed the army and the king and the people there how much uh, you know vegetables they can keep inside not much i mean how much ever they keep it's not enough so they waited for the granary to run out of supplies and then somebody had to come out <laughs> to go shopping <laughs> with a basket in hand to go grains and to bring grains and vegetables and maybe some of the army would set out in the dead of the night and this is when those people would come in and maraud the whole place and take the king as the hostage so really speaking this folk psychology did not serve india well you know probably other parts of the world too it did not serve it well because it's not a very uh, good way of defending yourself because if you're walled up then you're missing out on so much you don't know what's happening outside and likewise so they, they the first meaning of the word purusha living in a citadel a walled city because why the person is insecure so walled by what these um this body mind complex is the walling you know ah, this is what is there so this this chaitanya atma is 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 suffering as it were this conscious awareness in the form of the i is suffering after having identified with everything finite with everything limited with everything totally you know small and and then it has it is in this body which is like a citadel you can go in but you can't come out just like the fort <laughs> you could go in all right somebody is coming at the last minute they would let the bridge down come on quickly 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 bring the horse in bring everything in and then they they closed it right you can go in but you can't come out there is one there was one old advertisement for the cockroach uh, you know poison i saw it is called what is it called some some kind of a thing it's called uh, cockroach motel <laughs> and then what and the and their line was you check in but you don't check out <laughs> meaning they check in there but they don't check out you know meaning they don't come out alive that's the whole idea and so really speaking so this fort this body is like a fortress you go in but you really can't come out at will at your will you can't say i'm sick of this body i'll just go around and then come back no you can't do that so you have some port holes eyes nose these are the windows to the outside world ears etc you have some you know navadware pure dehi daiva kurvam nakarayan bhagavad gita and then by another reckoning the kathopanishad uh, puram ekadashadwaram where 
you know, in this body itself. This, this body has 11 openings. This is open 11 windows, 9, 11, doesn't matter, you know, these are all uh, different ways of reckoning. And then these windows, you know what, and uh, what, what is this, this, this little house called the body-mind complex housing? Ajasra Abakrachetasaha. It belongs to this Bhagavan which is in this body, which is, which is so pure. Shuddha, Utaha, Shantaha, Sukshmaha, Agrahya, Nirindriya, Niratma, Nirmanaha, all these things which we have seen. Free of the sense organs, free of Raga, Dvesha, Shuddha, free, pure. This pure being is as it were occupying this body-mind-sense complex. But somewhere, somehow that is not understood by the ahankara, the I notion that owns up this body-mind-sense complex. And so what? So therefore, this is a miserable purusha. The first definition is what? Is a jiva. A jiva full of sorrow. Oh, I'm only this much tall. Why? Because the person is identifying with the fortress rather than with the Chaitanya Atma with this sentient Atma, the, the truth of the I, which indwells this body. And so therefore what? So I am a, I am only so tall. I'm too I'm, I'm not I can't put on weight, I don't know what to do. I'm too thin, I'm too tall, I'm not good enough, I'm an idiot, I'm just a you know waste of time. Nobody loves me, nobody gives me things, nobody appreciates me. In fact, even I don't appreciate myself. This is the lament of the being. This is a, you know, this is a, a lament of the being. And which being? This is the first Purusha. The one that is as though associated with the body-mind complex. And that one has a few complaints. And uh, this one is the is the one that needs to be that needs to be taught that needs to expose itself to the teaching. So this is the first purusha. So therefore, it is called purusha samgyaha. And here it is it is you know talking about Bhagavan. So this Bhagavan cannot be the one who has entered this body and identified with this body because Bhagavan is incapable of doing that. And so therefore the word Purusha must have another meaning. What is that meaning? <laughs> you know, Sarvan Purayati Iti Purushaha. Sarvan Purayati, you know, fills up everything and everyone. Like a river that is flowing, it, you know, and it sees a big hole, it will fill it up. It will not say, why should I fill you up? I'll, I'll go from the side, you know. I don't want to waste my water. I have to last till I go to the ocean. It won't say that. It will fill it up. Any deficiencies, any lack, anything, you know, it just fills it up. This is what we call, you know, this is what is the beauty, beauty of, of the river. It fills up everything and likewise this Purusha, you know, fills up everything literally because populates the whole Jagat, the whole universe with its presence and fills up also, you know, in terms of uh, figuratively because there is no lack anywhere. 
ಪೂರ್ಣಮದಃ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದಂ ಸೊ ದ ಕಾಸ್ ಅದಃ ದ ಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಪೂರ್ಣ ದ ವರ್ಡ್ ಪುರುಷ ಕಮ್ಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಪೂರ್ಣ ಪೂರಯತಿ ಯುನೋ ಸೊ ಪೂರ್ಣಂ ಅದಃ ದ ಕಾಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಲಿಮಿಟ್ಲೆಸ್ಲಿ ಹೋಲ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದಂ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದಿ ದಿ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಹಸ್ ಕಮ್ ಇದಂ ಜಗತ್ ದಿಸ್ ಜಗತ್ ದಟ್ ಹಸ್ ಕಮ್ ಔಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಪೂರ್ಣ ಕಾಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಹೋಲ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದಃ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣ ಉದಚ್ಯತೆ ಅಂಡ್ ವೆನ್ ಯು ಟೇಕ್ ಅವೇ ದಿಸ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದಟ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಯು ನೋ ವಿತ್ ವಾಟ್ ರಿಮೇನ್ಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಕೇಮ್ ಔಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಹೋಲ್ ನಾಟ್ ಎಚ್ ಓ ಎಲ್ ಇ ಡಬ್ಲ್ಯೂ ಎಚ್ ಓ ಎಲ್ ಇ ಸೊ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಕಾಸ್ ಇಸ್ 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 ಯು ನೋ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಗಿವನ್ ರೈಸ್ ಆಸ್ ದೋ ಟು ದ ಹೋಲ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಇಫೆಕ್ಟ್ in other words the effect is not separate from the cause and then what you know that is the whole and then when the effect came out of the cause did it leave a big hole h o l e no all that it left was the whole so it is an as though creation <laughs> you know which is whole and this whole is just filling up everything that is the definition of bhagavan you know that is the definition of bhagavan and uh, you know this is what has to be understood properly because you know how can the the question is this how can the same word be used for defining jiva which has nothing to do with bhagavan and bhagavan how can the same word purusha be used because hello they are one and the same <laughs> we are one in the same and because they are one in the same it can be used yeah that's why they are they are not any different they are one and the same it's the same purusha with regard to you know which with same chaitanya same consciousness same conscious being with the deha you know the dehena parichinna as though limited even dehena parichinna iva chaitanya you know and uh, so the one that is as though confined to this body as though consigned to this body mind complex as though you know trapped by this body mind sense complex the same chaitanya the same consciousness which is free which is pure we have seen all those things and that same consciousness which you can imagine you can visualize with a limitless upadhi an upadhi a name and form that's like the ocean oceanic form versus a small wave form for the jiva so the wave is very sad why because it says all the time i'm just you know lapping from shore to shore and i'm not too sure of myself and i'm upset and i wish i were a tsunami i wish i were a breaker i wish i were a surf but i'm a small tiny wave and then a tinier wave comes who are you <laughs> well i have you know this is the first one is a, let's say an atlantic wave and the second one the small wave says i'm from the indian ocean oh i hear you have some deep stuff over there yeah we have we learned hindu philosophy we learn vedanta there <laughs> says he says the smaller wave 
Oh, so why do you look so happy? <laughs> and the small wave says to the other wave, the Atlantic wave, why do you look so sad? No, but don't you see, I'm just lapping between the shore and this, I'm just a surface wave and soon I will be decimated. And the small wave says, now who has become the guru wave, you know, says, no, 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 <laughs> you are not a small wave, <laughs> you know, you are the ocean. <gasps> no, no, ocean is God. <laughs> At best, I'm odd. Ocean is, is all. I'm just small. Ocean is the cause. I am because. <laughs> this is what it cries. And then it is taught by the even smaller wave that, you know, you are the ocean. What are you, you know, what are you made up of? They say I'm made up of water. What is the top of you? Water. What is the middle of you? Water. What is the bottom of you? Water. So it's water, water, water all the way. And so what is the ocean? Nothing but water. The, 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 the Upadhi, the name and form called ocean is huge. And the name and form called wave is small, but the two are one and the same. It's not that the wave is part of the ocean. It's not part of the ocean. It is the ocean because if you touch the ocean, you if you want to touch the ocean, you just have to touch the wave. There is no difference other than the Upadhi. So here too, between the first Purusha and the second Purusha, there is no difference except this Upadhi. Bhagavan has limitless Upadhi, limitless Shakti, limitless everything, limitless knowledge, limitless, you know, Vairagya, limitless, you know, all this. And the Jiva has a limited, as though is limited by the, the, the mode of expression, which is this body-mind-sense complex for the same Chaitanya. It's like the same light, you you know, you have a candle and on top of that you have, you, you cover a pot which has one small hole and a big hole. And then the same thing, you see a big beam of light and a small beam of light. What's the difference? Just that akara, just the name and form. The two are same. The color of the light is same, the characteristic is same and both of them give light, it's the same. Only from the standpoint of power, from the standpoint of bigness, uh, so to speak, and smallness in terms of, you know, in terms of Shakti, yes, you can say that. And also, Bhagavan is all knowledge, the Jiva is all ignorance. And so this is, you know, this is something we have to see. So, Purusha Samyaha. Purusha Samyaha means the one who is known as Purushaha. Which is not, that's why this is a Mahavakya because that same consciousness which as though occupies this body-mind complex is the same consciousness, you know, uh, same consciousness that is, you know, occupying the, the status of Bhagavan. That's all it is. It's that same powerful, same power, same knowledge, same light and uh, this is, you know, this is, this is what is called Purusha Samyaha. And then what? You know, Purusha Samyaha. This Purusha that, that fills up everything. Like the river fills up all the holes without any intentionality, a conscious intention. And similarly, this one, you know, this Purusha fills up everything and creates everything as it were. That filling up is itself creation without any intentionality. 
and the intentionality if it is there it is more in the sense of you know it's the same kind of a intentionality that is there before the person goes to sleep before the person goes to sleep what happens you know the person says i think you know tomorrow is a long day i have to wake up a little earlier because in order to get all these things done you know there's lots of things happening at the office there's a function at the house and so i have to prepare for both so instead of you know 6 o'clock i just i think i need to be awake at 4:35 and the person goes to sleep and let's say the alarm malfunctions or they thought they had put the alarm but they hadn't put the alarm still the eyes fly open because spontaneously why because there was some intentionality before going to sleep <laughs> not intentionality there was some kind of a remembrance that i have to wake up before going to sleep and similarly in between cycles of creation when the when the next cycle of creation happens what does bhagavan rely on the memories of the previous cycle of creation that's all it is so the previous cycle of creation comes to mind just like for the sleeping person the remembrance of needing to wake up at a certain time comes to mind and then the creation just happens just like the waking up happens effortlessly without really planning for it okay so more we shall see uh, tomorrow om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari ho